Hi, so I asked a bunch of people on my socials if they want to hear about my past life, uh, my very first past life that I uncovered, and a bunch of you said yes, and so here's my story time. Um, I'm so glad to be able to come back to my podcast after a long time. I just feel like I missed it so much. And uh, thank you to anybody who kept listening to the episodes. And, um, you know, hopefully I should have more stuff to talk about soon. You know, because I am a past life reader, I have so much stuff that is just so many firsts when it comes to past life readings and uh, development of my psychic energy, my, my, um, my psychic powers to say in a way, um, has been, you know, such a, a, such an additive journey for me that even within those firsts, I've had so many mini discoveries and because I'm a deep thinker, I go on so many tangents like right now, but this one's super special. So just to give you a little bit of background about me, I um, my spiritual awakening properly started in 2020, or that's when I actually began noticing it. I was in discomfort for a few months, and I just thought it was something that's going to wear off, but it just wasn't changing. And we were in, you know, we were in a pandemic, and even before the pandemic, I was just like, in, in this ennui I'd been you know, I had a bit of a falling out with some family too, um, and that was affecting me. So I was just like, am I just tired because of all of these things? But it, it didn't subside. It just kept intensifying, and I noticed that all my occult interests that I'd cultivated since childhood, um, and then sort of dismissed, you know, because I'm a B-school girly. I went to business school. I got, <laughs> I got like two degrees and one certification i pushed myself to get those qualifications sort of just to i i don't know it was kind of a way of taking revenge at the occult part of myself because you know it was like how dare i be so sensitive and so connected to things that i can't define and for a long time i just denied that i had any kind of psychic ability even though i'd have like random things be made available to me be made known to me and I just wouldn't know how to put a filter on them so um 2020 at beginning of 2020 things were intensifying gradually um you know and by I think mid 2020 so we're looking at June July I can't remember the exact date I had like a pretty big breakup I wouldn't say it's like huge but it was still a big breakup I moved back home and um it was so funny actually because my ex at the time really just thought I was fully preparing to um you know launch into another relationship he was like why would you break up with me so suddenly if uh if you didn't have a backup at home like I've I researched what emotional cheating is and I was like why are men so bizarre like this like why would you why would you think that i have something lined up why can i not be an independent person capable of soul searching and uh need to indulge my more monastic side anyway i came uh, came away just to be by myself you know um 
because I needed the time alone. I remember even though I live in an apartment that is shared at that time, those few weeks, uh, nobody had moved in. So I had like one or two weeks where I just had the apartment to myself. And and that was a really intense time for me around, I think July 2020 was when there was even an eclipse. So it was, it was a time where I was being shown many different things and I was crying a lot as well and I just don't know what was coming up and it was my first time um you know being guided to things intuitively and channeling my own messages from my ancestors so cut to August 2020 um I'd found somehow I found this local uh person that did past life regressions and I was led to them. Now this is something that's, that I'm comfortable with. I understand what it means to be shown signs, you know, number synchronicities, or just plain intuition. And back then, I, I had no precedent for that sort of thing. So I just wrote her an email. I was like, I'm a student. I don't... Because by this time, by the way, I didn't finish my degree either. I didn't I have any kind of employment. I was just a student. Um... So I reached out to her. I said, hey, so I'm going through some strange stuff lately. I don't know why, but I feel drawn to you and called to you. And um, and she was really kind. I think it's because, you know, when you spent more time on a spiritual path, you just understand that sometimes these things are lined up for you in a very synchronistic manner. Um yeah so she agreed to uh come to some sort of agreement with me about how we would do the past life regression session and i believe it was qhht that was happening it was a qhht is something that was invented by dolores cannon very interesting stuff um so i i um i was only able to get this appointment for 15 days from the date of contacting her and you know, just, I had so much anticipation going into that day. I truly was a blank slate. I mean, I had some ideas and after that I began uh, to develop a really rapid system of pattern recognition when it comes to past lives. And that's some of the expertise that I employ even in my readings today, which is very helpful stuff. So even when I don't get explicit information, I can connect the dots together because sometimes our our minds aren't ready to explore it yet it's not as simple as they say and yet it is that simple so anyway i i made it to the place that we were going to do the regression at and i remember just trying to keep calm as much as i could because my heart was really pounding you know and um at this point in my spiritual journey i was beginning to sense um presences you know so um beings that were maybe not available for everyone else to see i can sense and detect them i can sense and detect that information um very cool very cool stuff um and i was noticing that you know even though i couldn't really see see i could sense that there was a lot of presence around me and i was like okay well i feel very special thank you um 
and, and you know how QHHT goes. There's a there's a process of hypnosis that's very gentle and, and very gradual that they guide you through. Um, and I'm gonna contrast this experience with the regressions that the regression that I did for myself, the first regression that I did for myself, which happened like I think less than two weeks after this incident, because my mind was. I literally something in me was just so so eager to wake up and discover more parts of myself um, that I I think my brain kind of rushed it and and after that one weekend I think I was gonna have a full meltdown but luckily um, (laughs) I was able to stop that which is why I'm a reader today because I I kind of understand the importance of cushioning people's experiences and, and all of that so yeah very very interesting stuff um i was i was not knowing what to expect when i went into this first past life and i instinctively have always known that i have some kind of connection to persia beyond just my um ancestry because i do have ancestry from there it's significantly old though but i'm always surprised when people catch me off guard and they will ask me because i'm indian they will ask me if i'm arab or if i if i'm uh, iranian and this is very like peculiar for me because the ancestry is old enough that it wouldn't necessarily show um, I always take that as an ancestral blessing though that it's able to be detected anyway um, the very first visions that I began having of that past life during the regression session was figs you know I was in a tent and I was looking at figs um, and I remember that it was a marriage that I was in where I was really unhappy and in this it was a marriage to someone who was really prominent in whatever section of society I was in um, just someone with an insufferable ego which I am till date afraid of you know it explains so much why I'm such a hermit um, it's because I didn't get along with the person I was married to in this particular past life and this person was really insistent on going someplace this is I'm shaky on these details okay but this person was fairly insistent on going someplace to have a certain conflict with another tribe leader from another land and I was kind of trying to talk him out of it but but you know how it is it's like a real 50 50 sometimes when you're approaching someone with a really huge ego um things don't always work out you can always be overruled because you know you're a woman (laughs) and why should you have common sense clearly because you're a woman and what what do you even know about anything (laughs) Uh, i'm joking of course like um prone to dark humor and so anyway uh it's a bit of a trigger warning coming up next descriptions death and violence so the next place then there that my visions jump cut to was i was unsuccessful in in my attempt to dissuade con like dissuade this person from conflict and um what ended up happening was pretty brutal for everybody because we got in that conflict we were unprepared we were under undermanned and um and so the people we were facing were not only 
you know, brutal to uh, the warriors, but I think it was a lot of child deaths as well, you know, uh, which is very unexpected, including me in that lifetime. I lost both the kids that I had, and that was significantly painful for me. Um, but here's here's the here's the tea though, and and because okay, when you're doing a past life regression, fun fact, um, someone else is kind of controlling the pace at which you're going and and it's not control per se but they're guiding you and when they're guiding you their job is kind of to uh how do you say their job is kind of to make sure you don't hurt yourself yeah by dwelling on emotions that are um painful or you know, because because there's a lot of perspectives about these things. There's a lot of loss that you can hold on to that I did end up holding on to when I was doing my own regressions for myself and seeing things that were not necessarily um, from the highest perspective. Anyway, um, they tell you to move on to the next significant if- event. And, and I said, um, okay, well, well I, I'm this... I am in a harem or something, it seems, and I feel like I'm a concubine. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't, I was too like far gone during the, re- the, the reading, the hypnosis, to actually process what was happening. But this is really funny because um, in this life, the sort of persona that I have, the person that I am, I'm very hermit like. I just keep to myself. I began dating very late in life. I don't date if I can help it. Um, And so it's very funny for me to see that in this life, I just progressed to being this person, this other chief's concubine. And when when I was sort of explaining to my my past life practitioner why I was... um, why I was their concubine, I began listing all these like community service reasons. Like I have to look after my women who otherwise would be just slaves. Uh, I felt like I needed to have more kids because I was like, I need to live. And if I guess I'm having kids, I need to make sure um, they are doing well in life. So they just can't be... Um, they just can't be living like, you know, a life of non-prestige. Because I do think that even when some children are not official in, in the past, what happened is that you could use some tactics to get them to operate a certain way. So, and be like in, in that line of succession or in proximity to people with power and and affluence and that's kind of how I was just always thinking of positioning my kids in that life and this is very much how my brain works and it just is me you know even if I'm very helpless I will think about what to do I will use every last brain cell even if it's not much even if it's not much I'm just going to see about how I can use it to um, position myself in such a way that my actions not only help me but like future generations or something so um, and it's also very surprising by the way that um, 
you know, femininity is just, it's such a puzzle in, in the way that I've come to recognize it and see it mirrored even in my own past lives. Because we, we talk about all these divine feminines and there's so much discussion about like how submissive should you be? How, um, how much should you take charge? Are you being too masculine if you do some, some stuff? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to snort. It's just really funny for me sometimes, you know, because... It seems like we do a lot of discussing and not enough being and when we do do take the time to just be we realize that you know a lot of the how would you say a lot of the stereotypes laid onto femininity are just there's deeper stuff going on there like you know concubines are very glamorous i i agree you know it, but glamour is also a persona that you can just put on and there's there's deeper reasons behind it there's more strategy behind it and that's sometimes the only way that you can maneuver through a life that is not giving you um, many more options because I remember in in that particular life I, I was just very upset at the the idea that I had to constantly bow down to somebody that I didn't even like it's not even a question of like am I relating to um to them in an open and uh, feminine manner it's just that I happened to be married to someone firstly that I didn't like and then I was the concubine of someone who was strategically better for me I guess and in a cooperation way in a purely like business like dynamic you know but it was still it was still a violation because i i had to merge strategy sexuality in that life and that was very very uncomfortable um so i remember this life i was dying alone and i i think i think that's why i have so much comfort with loneliness now but at that point i was just like i it's such it's such a terrible thing to have to be alone on your on your bedside like your deathbed you know um when you've given so much to people and 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 that's the thing about us in community service sometimes especially more aquarian types um because i am i'm sidereal aquarius moon in this life so i do a lot for people but I don't feel like I can let all those people in they're very close to my heart but will I ever let them see me in states of vulnerability there no there that's not going to happen um you know um and I remember the the only person really who was on my deathbed was one of my sons and 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 that was a great comfort to me but otherwise you know uh, I've listened to recordings of this because because they do give you a recording of, of the event afterwards when you're um, when you're done with the session and I, I just remember that I sounded like I was on the verge of tears because I was like I'm so alone I'm so alone because the, the whole the whole life that I lived I played very strategically I did as much as I could do um, but I didn't find true companionship, you know, and just the ability to let my guard down a little bit. It was always a relatively high-stakes situation that needed to be managed, and I was always managing the relationship, not existing in them.
you know, not letting my guard down and being. Um, and I guess this is a potent reflection for those of you who know astrology. Sun is, uh, sorry, Ketu is over my natal sun right now. My natal sun is in Libra. Libra is all about partnerships, companionships, marriages. Um, yeah, a very, very pertinent reflection. Uh, in recording this, I've, I've come to realize certain things about this experience that were not evident to me at that time as well, you know. And so if you're listening to this, one of the things that I'd urge you to do, especially if you're a woman or someone who identifies as feminine, right, is just begin re-examining how much you're budging. You know, I guess you can also do this if you're a man. I, I, I just, I really don't mean to make a distinction to disqualify anybody. It's more so that I feel like one, one set might just be helped by this. And, and I just think, yeah, it's worth reflecting on why we do certain things and why we give of, you know, give away from our pool of agency just to be accepted and just to survive. And, and I guess it made sense in my situation in that life but it's no longer the case you know um and embodying more agency more individualism is just something that i've been working on and so i guess like my reflection that i want to urge you on to do is am am i actually safer to take risks than i realize and and what is one risk that i could take today that would be significantly emboldening for me you know just barring everyone else from consideration what's one thing i can do for myself okay well all right thank you for listening to my rambling please let me know if you want more of these i'm happy to just record